0: It's not talk, it's conversations. Arrow.net. a r r o e .net. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Jeffrey Donovan. I'm good. How are you, Arrow? Absolutely fantastic. I'll tell you, the, the Law & Order, this has been this has become such a a weave in our wave. I mean, it's it's just amazing how many years this show has been a part of our lives.
1: Yeah, can you imagine? They they, they did it for 21 years. We uh, 20 years and then now we're doing the 21st season and they took a Took a small break and then SVU uh, surpassed it as the longest running show, and and we're on its heels. It's an incredible um, pedigree to be part of.
0: What what is it like to be a part of of that storyline? Because I mean, people, they you know, in all honesty, Jeffrey, when people look at you, they look at your character, they and they see him.
1: Yeah, you know, Cosgrove is a is a thorny uh, detective, and you know, like he says, he speaks his mind. <laughs> he's very old school, you know, and I think old school has some negative connotations to it, as it should. But, but I think he's what's interesting about him, especially being paired with with Anthony's character of uh, Bernard, is Bernard's there, almost like a a, a guiding force, to saying, you know what, dude. it's a a new world and it's as it should be and we've got to wake up to some new realities and the way we did things in the past just don't fly anymore and you got to be smarter and I think that's what's kind of the cool angle that the writers have put is he might be old and crusty in his ways but he's smart enough to see the writings on the wall you can't you can't do that anymore and what is reminding of, of of his kind of mantra is he wants to just find the bad guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Just find the bad guy. And that's what kind of bonds um, Bernard and Cosgrove
0: together. And, you know, on this side of the flat screen, we want him to find the bad guy, too. And I think that's the reason why we're so glued to the storylines.
1: Yeah, I think I had said this to someone else. I said, you know what? He might ruffle people's feathers But who do you want To find your right. You know who, your, the, the perpetrator of the crime against you Or your family Who do you want You want the guy who's like and saying there's too many files, or do you want Cosgrove? And I think most everyone will go. I want Cosgrove on my side.
0: Yep. Yep. See, and, and, and right away I have this flashback of dragged it. Just, just the facts. Just give me the facts. And that, and that's what's so fancy about this is that it's like the, it, it's almost like Twitter speak in a way. It's like let's just get to the point. Let's get to the story. Let's make this happen.
1: Yeah, it's very succinct, very um, to the point, and its story is king. Um, you know, Mister Wolf and. Uh, another d- great uh, artist that I worked with of his generation Mr. Eastwood they say story is king and, and it, it, it's not it couldn't be put better we're just you know our characters are going to be unique and, and exciting and challenging but it's always going to be the story of the week is mm-hmm. if someone was killed? how are we going to solve that
0: so when when you guys took that break, did it rejuvenate you? Did it replenish the the creative force in a way of saying, okay, we we had a chance to go live the life, you know, you know, go go learn some new uh, street speak and stuff like that, and now let's get back into this action.
1: You know, I don't I don't know I I, I don't know what anyone has learned other than me is to say, you know, it, it took a pause for so for whatever reason it did, but now I think that there is a new energy. There's a new excitement. Um, and you know, in a whole new cast other than Anthony and Sam, um, there's a whole new cast that brings it a new, fresh look, and mm-hmm. maybe it's going to be an exciting another 20 years. Who knows?
0: Well, I'm shocked that you guys have not made that transition to true crime podcasting in the way that because I could sit there and just listen to the show and still just envision everything going on.
1: Well, that's interesting. I, I yeah, you, you should actually pitch that and produce it, create the <laughs> podcast Law and Order, and all it is is just our audio.
0: Yeah, and you know that that's becoming a big thing right now. Where there, where the, the storytelling isn't necessarily journalists. What they're doing is they're they're hiring actors to do voiceover work, and I feel like I'm like right there in the moment.
1: Oh, that's interesting. You know, I've listened to quite a few um, podcast stories, um, and I got into them. Um, there's uh, I don't know if you've. I, i'm not gonna i'm gonna blank on a lot of the names that i've listened to but mm-hmm. they're quite compelling when you put your headphones on you kind of disappear into that world
0: so true so true so when when you when you get your, your your scripts and stuff like that for each episode do you try to solve the crime as a regular everyday person before you get to the end or do you allow those words to say okay i've i've got to you know i can't put myself into this it's, it's got to be the detective that takes the script over
1: yeah, you know, as an actor, you just have a job to do. You're not the viewer. You know, you know, we don't get the luxury of kind of sitting back and going, "Oh, I wonder what's going to happen." You know, you have to, you have to investigate into the role, what the what what the story is trying to kind of uh, depict this week. You know, what the what the writer's intent. But you know, I do something that I don't know uh, if people know this. I don't read the order last thirty pages of, of the script oh, because wow. I want to watch the show. Yep. So I I I do my job as the cop and I and I work on it and I read the script. But when it gets over to the order side and Hugh and Odelia and Sam take over, I actually put the put the script down because I wanna see it. I, I become the fan of the show and I wanna see if they're gonna be found guilty or not.
0: Oh my god, it's like the master is the student. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm definitely the student part. I don't know about the math. <laughs> so when you sleep at night, do you hear that infamous sound <shwing> Cuz I mean, you surround uh, no, it. No, but
1: yeah, when we're on the show though, we, we often at the end of a scene we'll go dunk, dong <laughs> 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 It's so, our own little internal punctuation.
0: How, did, how has binge-watching television changed you as an actor in the way that we can go on to streaming and pick up any any year, any season, and and pick up? Because it, when, when you're meeting people and stuff like that, they may be in season three, and it's like, oh my God, how, how do I catch up here?
1: Right, or you've seen it all, and they're on episode two. Yeah. And that's also <laughs> the flip side danger of it. Um, well, it's the only thing that really has changed is I've started to say things like, um, what episode are you on on Ozark? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Before I even start talking about Ozark, you know, or something like that, because you never, you don't want to, you know, give away a, a huge plot twist, you know. Um, it hasn't changed me as an actor at all what streaming has done at all, because the craft is the craft. You do what you do and, you know, you memorize your lines and you try to be truthful and, you know, you play and, you know, and hopefully the actors that you are opposite um, you know bring it so that you know you can play opposite them and so nothing nothing has changed just the format and the platforms that's that's how the viewing has changed but not the craft
0: have the writers ever planted any thoughts inside your your role and then all of a sudden you go wow I'd like to exercise this out there in the real world
1: um no you know uh, I remember when I was doing bird notice I'd get a uh you know a, an interesting spy tip and you know, that go, you know, I'd be asked, do you ever try that out in real life? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not a spy. I'm not a detective. I'm just an actor pretending to be one.
0: Do you ever look at real news and and, and think of things like that? Like you say, wow, we could cover this on Law & Order, or we've already done that. I already know where this is going.
1: Um, You know, I I think this show is true to the rip from the headlines, you know, pedigree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, for example, this you know, this week um, touches on your, your, your kind of business of, of radio broadcasting and, you know, the shock jock, you know, says some inflammatory things and causes someone to go um, uh, do a crime. Mm-hmm. And you, the question is, is, you know, is, is the, the source of that inflammatory remark uh, liable? And um, it's a debate about free speech so i think it's a you know really a fascinating world that we live in sometimes you say hey i didn't cause that person to do anything and then other people hide behind no one takes what i say seriously so you can't use it against me so uh, it's 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 an interesting debate about what the power you guys have of um do we take do you want to be considered taken seriously or or is everything that you say meaningless um so it's an interesting debate.
0: Interesting that you bring that up. And I'll probably have to use this episode in my lectures at universities, because I always say that people on the radio are more powerful than a Southern preacher, because we can, we can get you to buy things. We can get you to call us. We can get you to do things that a preacher can't do.
1: Yeah. uh, But, but also, you know, when, when you bring up an analogy of a preacher, uh, I think, I, I think what a preacher is doing is very specific. And it's on a specific day yep. and you are in a, uh, sacred, you know, house. And for the most part, I think for a great deal, you are trying to make someone feel better about who they are and act better in life. Yeah. Hey, let's all slow down for a second. Let's all unplug for a second. Let's all take a breath and maybe be kind to one another for some reason, for whatever argument you have, is that's not that doesn't get advertisers or that doesn't pay the bills. So you have to say things that might be inflammatory at the least and incite at the worst. And so you can see that it's not in people of of certain positions uh, best interest to be blase. Do, so do, do you think that's because of, there. do you think conundrum. that's
0: you think that's because it's it's the power of uh theater of the mind that once we plant inside that mind and we can sit there and influence it because i am not a shock jock i i don't have the guts to do that kind of stuff but but I, but I did grow up through the howard stern years
1: um i i can't speak about the power that you have or the susceptibility of the viewer i can't i'm not i'm not running tests you know um with millions and millions of people. All I can say is is that um, intent. What what's your intent? It, it, you know, our preacher's intent is probably to spread kind kindness. Yeah. And those who are trying to sell something may not be trying to sell kindness, but that's that's as general and as specific as I could probably be uh, an authority on. yeah.
0: So for you to go from role to role, going from TV to movies and working with someone like Guy Ritchie, what is what is that like for you and your imagination? because at one point in time you were a child who had a dream of becoming that actor.
1: You know uh, here's a here's a funny, boring story. When I was <laughs> a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, and I watched movies, and I would watch, you know, Jimmy Cagney, or I would watch Jimmy Stewart, or I would watch, um, uh, you know, a, a spaghetti western of Clint Eastwood. I thought real. Obviously, they weren't really shooting real bullets and killing people, but I thought their roles in the in the grand sense, the roles that's who they were, that's what they did, and the bad guys that that role of a bad guy that's who not who they were in their person but that's their role of being a bad guy yeah. and the hero and the john wayne was the good guy so it was always confusing to me then i saw the good guy and the bad guy on the red carpet being nice to each other <laughs> yes. i thought how strange <laughs> it must be to have to fake that you like one another <laughs> i know it's a weird metaverse that i lived in that the good guy and the bad guy had to pre- live those roles in real life. Um so so that is a boring way of saying I didn't actually know acting was a profession. <laughs> I didn't know that you got paid to do it. And so very early on someone had to tell me, you know, hey, dingle dingbat, you're that's they're just pretending, they're acting and they get paid to do that. So um so that was an exciting time for me to know. Hey, this is a profession; I can actually go act and study and learn how to do that. So that was that was a kind of a fun thing to to know that I could I could make it possibly one day as an actor. And now, you know, thirty five years later, because I guess I was like a 15, 16 year old boy when I was thinking that. Um, <laughs> here I am on billboards playing a good guy, you know, trying to catch bad guys.
0: <laughs> Man, you you drew the picture of, uh, you know, I always freak out when I see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers together. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't talk to each other. I don't want you to yeah. talk to each other. Come on, stop it.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Or, 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 you know, Pedro Martinez and Barry Bonds right. hugging. Like, I'm like, wait a minute.
0: That's
1: so weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you.
1: It was my pleasure and I and I really enjoyed it.
0: You bet. Be brilliant today.